0: Welcome to C3 Church Tabla. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. podcasters? Everyone, everyone in the house, please give it up for the podcasters. Yeah. So this message is called the, uh, the Vow, and I called it Draw a Line in the Sand. And this statement says, put your teeth together. Commitment is where we see change and growth in our lives, in our faithfulness. We see the change. Commit and you'll see your persistence pay off. Thank you, Pastor Phil Pringle. And some of, most of these thoughts in this section are from him. But Jesus said to him in Luke 9, 62, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So it's easy to make a commitment. Even last night after Tim did a brilliant job, that guy was on fire last night, man. If I had a million dollars, I would have given it last night. And, and he talked about three things, step of faith The the walk of commitment. It's a walk of commitment. When you got saved, are you in this for the long haul? Or are you just in this for how long he can bless you, make you feel nice? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you truly, there's gonna be down times. There's gonna be times when you don't feel great and your feelings are gonna kick in and you go, I'm not sure if I wanna go to church, I'm not sure if I wanna give, I'm not sure if I wanna dance, Pastor Jurley. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not dancing. And that's going to happen. But once you make a commitment to celebrate Christ, to give to him, to love him, it draw a line in the sand. It makes a lot. Because there's obstacles in life. There is obstacles in life. There's going to be obstacles to fulfilling the vision builders. Amen? And to any task, there's always obstacles. So Jesus is saying, put your hand to the plow, stick with it, make a commitment, don't look back, don't look back, look forwards. That's why in your car, your rearview mirror is only this big, but your windscreen is that big. You're going forward, man, and you're looking in the rearview mirror. Yeah, you're having a little check out there. That's all good, okay, but you're, you're going forward, man, in your life. Your life is not ruled by your past. It's ruled by your vision and what you're doing for the future, amen? <laughs> Become a product of your future, not your past, by, by conforming to the vision and not past events. See, if you have vision, you can grow into that. You can develop into that. I want to be fitter. I want to smile more. I want to be successful. I want to be generous. I want to be able to witness. And if you've got that vision on the inside of you, and you can see it with the eyes of your heart, you will walk into it. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to walk into that reality. I'm not looking back at that thing where I'm embarrassed and uh, and all those short fallings. I'm going to Walk into my future, amen. I can do this. I can be the church. I can commit. I can worship. I can dance. I will dance, amen. Amen. But if you don't see yourself dancing, it is tough. But there is a commitment. There is a commitment. Joseph rose because he he walked like a king and talked like a king while he was a slave and a prisoner. He became a product of his vision, not his past. That takes faith, my friend. That takes faith. Faithfulness is different from faith. It is the quality of good character, persistence, and consistency. That is character. Character is what God is trying to develop on the inside of you. Duplicity is you say one thing, but you do another. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, man, I get really nervous when people do that. I'll do that, I'm in that, yeah, wow, wow, and that can be someone's uh, personality, it's all good, but I get a little bit nervous when I see them repeatedly not backing up that, yeah, 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 I'm into that, yes, you know, and they come right back at you real quick with, yes, I will, I will, and they haven't thought about it, and um, I'd rather a measured response and say, let me think about that, I think I can, so character is allows for persistence and consistency. Character is this, and I hope this PowerPoint statement goes up. We did a series on it. It was awesome by Andy Stanley. Great message. Wow. And we did a, like a four-week series on it. It was awesome talking about character. Character is who you really are. It's who you are in the dark. It's who you are when you're driving your car by yourself. It's who you are when you're by yourself. Amen? Character is the will to do what is right As defined by God, regardless of personal cost, you you, just—it's gonna cost me, man. Vision builders, Ah, it's gonna cost me to tithe. It's gonna cost me to serve at the door. It's gonna cost me to bless my wife, bless my. It's gonna cost me to, you know. And but you willingly pay that price and you do it. Miracles are not predictable in the life of the Christian because God wants us to grow. If we were to got, if we this church had have gotten a miracle, say a big financial miracle, and we've got all this great stuff happening already, we wouldn't have the story and the legacy to tell our kids. We would have just said, "Kids, man, it was easy, man. We started the church, and bang, some guy, you know, some, somehow we got land, somehow we built. Oh, it was so easy. Oh, man, I'm just hoping that'll happen for you." And it doesn't because that's not hap- normal life, and that's not how God works. Amen. God wants you to be on Struggle Street, to persevere and be persistent and work through those difficulties and obstacles to get where you need to go. That's where some of you new Christians are at. You want to develop, you wanna be like, you know, you wanna be like some of these guys on the front row, like Evan. Look at this guy. He just flicks a switch of faith and he comes alive. He's awesome, man. And uh, but it takes time to get there. It's a development program, amen. It honestly is. It, in that process, you develop muscles. You develop muscles over time, which gives you real faith. I found this video, if we could show it, insects, or well, this insect battling out of its uh and of course, it developing the wings, and just one minute... no soundtrack so it's fighting to get out it's got to push out That's like your Christian life, it's got to come out of that old nature it's got to come out of those old habits it's a fight, it's a challenge persisting but seemingly realizing this is where I belong, on the outside, this oxygen, this outside world, this bigger life. This is where I belong. And hang on, what's these things on the side of me? These, like, wings or something, like, man, just give those a little nudge. Just push those out instinctively. Ah, ah, gee, there are long antennas on my head, gee. (laughs) do they have to be that long? (laughs) And, wow, ah, wings to fly. A dove has nine bones in each um, precious. Isn't that marvelous? That's you, your Christian life, coming out into your best life. Did you like that? Yeah, give the Lord a hand. It's awesome. Nine bones in the wing of a dove. Imagine that nine gifts of the Spirit... Are one wing, but then there's nine gifts, nine gifts. No, imagine nine gifts of the spirit, one wing, but nine gifts of what? The gifts. That's right. Nine. So you got the giftedness, there's nine the Bible says there's nine gifts of the of, of, nine gifts of the spirit, but then there's nine gifts of character of the of the spirit. Nine gifts, nine fruits. Thank you you cannot fly. I got there in the end, didn't I? (laughs) Some people with nine gifts, and they might know they're gifted, and look, we're all gifted, and you should know that you're gifted. But you will not fly unless you have the nine fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, that's character. You cannot, you cannot fly and you cannot, you, you cannot do ultimately what God wants you to do without character. Character is what enables you, it gives you permission to do what God is calling you to do. Growth is imperceptible. It looks like nothing is happening most of the time. You plod along doing the same thing, but if you compare yourself to several years ago, you can see the growth that has occurred. Luke 9.51 says, Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Jesus set his face to do the task at hand. Despite how he felt... He was committed, say committed, he got over his feelings, Garden of Gethsemane, and he did, even us when we get up in the morning when the alarm bell goes off, those internal arguments, oh do I really have to go to work, is is this really true, is this really my life? This couldn't be, I, I I couldn't possibly get up at this hour of the morning. But you draw a line in the sand, Pastor Julie, and you get up for work, you go to work, and it makes all the difference and then you take your wife out on a date it's amazing and astonishing just these simple practices in your life that you that you commit yourself to do what you've got to do whether it's in some personal discipline at work at play changing up your relationship because your wife is saying something or your husband's saying something but when you begin and begin to work that out the difference will happen. Plodding along, I guess. Committing to God is like a compound interest, Pastor Phil says. It does so much more in your life than a lump sum payment can. Your persistence will affect every area of your life, developing character, endurance, and faithfulness to give your Christianity, by the way, context and muscles to pursue that breakthrough, and your best life. Joseph is one example from the Bible of persistence, and many modern-day heroes have had to overcome rejection and keep plodding along, including Thomas Edison. I watched a great special on him, and Michael Jordan. J.K. Rowling, as Pastor Tim said last night, had 12 rejections from publishers and was told to get a day job. Colonel Sanders, aged 67, was rejected by 109 banks before getting financing for KFC franchises. They never could have achieved greatness if they had given up or refused to work on their visions because they didn't feel like it. They were, say it, committed. Commitment is not a word used in the Bible, but it, it does mean vow or pledge, which appears many times. Nothing is achieved, Pastor Phil says, without commitment. So make one today and pursue God and build His house and see what He will do in your life if you stick with it. Brian Houston says, and I'll cap it off with this, he just says this much, and uh, I, I've got a great book of his and how Hillsong came to be, and, and Brian is extraordinary. We sat under his ministry about two weeks ago. Senior pastors sat under him and he gave us a Father Heart talk. But he says this, Brian says, "'Vision must be fueled with a cause.'" He says, a vision attached to a cause is more than a hit and miss affair. Then that vision has power. He he quotes the scripture, John 18, 37. For this cause, I was born. This is Jesus saying to the Pharisees. For this cause, I was born. Can you say that? Can you say, for this cause, I was born on this planet to represent Jesus, to build his church, to win lost hearts to him? Can you honestly say that? Or did he make a mistake and said, uh, look, I have borne you for all those great things for eternity and to help my church, build my church and to do extraordinary things. But look, you're waylaid. I can see that you've got a bunch of stuff happening. Look, just sit it out, sit it out. But I believe he can use anyone. I think when I say that about that man who has no arms and no legs. And, and if he can be... On a stage with no arms, no legs, giving, you know, glory to God through preaching his testimony, but the gospel, what possibly could be our excuse for not giving glory to God? Amen? What could possibly be our excuse? Pastor Brian says the cause of the king and the kingdom is the basis of everything we live for, it is the reason we commit our time, talent, and treasure. He says, having a sense of purpose with a specific aim, that meaning a vision and direction gives meaning and power to life. Suddenly, so many people settle. Sadly, so many people, he says, settle for a bland, empty existence and never discover the real reason for their lives. But the God vision changes that. He says, let's be honest. Within every one of us is a desire for purpose. Say purpose. And longing for significance, acceptance, and unconditional love. He says, at some stage, every human being will contemplate the meaning of life. The truth is that if you don't discover the meaning of life, you will never live a life of meaning. When you get a revelation of the cause, the cause of Christ, that is, your life will certainly have meaning. He says, one, have you discovered the reason why you're born? Two, have you determined your motivation for living? And three, have you decided what you would be prepared to die for, for this cause? C3 Tugra discovered a cause, discovered vision. C3 Tugra have lived for 18 years an extraordinary life. It hasn't been easy, but we committed ourselves to him and to building his church. We drew a line in the sand and said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, we will worship the Lord. Isn't it great to have your whole family in the kingdom in the church? see it's a resolution weak character fluctuating something happens you get offended that's it i'm abdicating the king of england did this once he didn't want his kingship he abdicated the english kingship he said i want to live a normal life i don't want it i believe some people could do that i don't want the calling i don't want the purpose of god I don't want to, I don't I don't want to be connected to my high calling. I just want to hide out on planet Earth, be comfortable and enjoy my existence in knowing God, myself. But your life is born for others. Abraham heard a calling for his life, and he chose to follow him. And because he followed him, he significantly changed humanity seven billion people are under his influence salvation came through jesus christ through abraham amen abraham was shaped by god god saw his heart as for 24 years god had him in the crucible of working abraham's heart out some people jump off the potter's wheel so I don't like that Potter's wheel. I don't like that discipline. No, I'm not playing that game. I'll develop my own character, and it'll be my game plan. I will let myself be developed in my own way. Can I say that doesn't work? Get back on the potter's wheel, get the anointing oil on you, and let the father's beautiful hands mold you, and shape you into a beautiful vessel. Let Him put a beautiful spout on you where He can pour you out, pour the glory, pour the Spirit out, and pour the life of Christ out. When your spout is broken, I told a story some time ago, I bought a little uh, mug at Mother's Day, walked through this classroom, I was about eight, and I was so proud to have bought this little milk jug, brought it home, and uh, I was so blessed to have given it to my mom, and we filled it up with milk, and she went to pour it, and it... the spout wasn't designed properly. I was shattered, and Mum just said, "Oh no, it'll be all right. We'll work it out." But I knew for a fact that that jug stayed in that cupboard and was never used, because every time I even tried it myself, no, no, it's got to work. I'd get it out and fill it up, and no, it just wouldn't work. So God is trying to create in us to be a vessel with character, and then the spout is where the glory is poured out. And when you get that spout just beautifully manufactured by God. When you get the original master plan of the spout. Now, I want to pour out like this. I, I want to pour out really strong. Maybe even though you're strong, God doesn't want you to pour out strong. So Amen. I'm strong and I can do it. I can pour out really strong. I want to pour out like a gully rager. Maybe God doesn't want you to do that. In our weakness, he's strong. you got to lay your life down. you got to get on the potter's wheel and get the master's hands on you, forming you forming you forming you and there's that spout there's that spout so he can pour you out so he can pour you out to the glory of god father in heaven we thank you we thank you that you have us in the crucible of time of salvation let's all stand god bless you, you wonderful people thank you for your patience see life is all about your character being developed And you can try and fly with one wing just in giftedness. But he wants to develop character, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, so that we can fly as a church, amen, in giftedness. So, Father, we present ourselves to you for this sake. And on this note, we say, Lord, we've heard this subject of commitment. I commit myself to you to live my best life. I commit my heart to you to be perfected. The Bible says Christ is like a stumbling block for those who are just not getting with the program. But for those who believe he is the truth, he is the rock of our foundation. When you stand on Christ and you let him, through truth, be who he wants you to be, you will never be moved. But if you stand on that salvation in your own agenda, with your own disposition, it will become a stumbling block. You will fall. You won't be able to stand. You you will trip. You will... Bible says he becomes a stumbling block. I hope no one stumbles. I hope everyone's standing firm on the rock of our salvation, the rock of ages. Amen. So Father in heaven, right now I pray, and we celebrate, Lord God, that this is your church and we have come to a time such as this for you to magnificently work out your plans and purposes through C3 Tugro lord we are celebrating we are thankful that lord we have drawn a line in the sand that you have given us courage persistence endurance and lord i thank every single person in this church that has brought us this far with that extraordinary quality of character of commitment and i give it up to you and i thank you church for bringing us this far i thank you for those people that have stuck with Pastor Phil and Julie against all odds, through offense, through stuff, and have said, you know what? We're still here. We're still going to do what God's called us to do. And we're still going to do what that vision says for this church to do. We're not going to vacillate. We're not going to buckle. We're not going to shrink back. We are committed. Our hand is to the plow on the Central Coast to be the church of Jesus Christ, to win souls, to transform lives, to heal the sick, to open blind eyes, to anoint the saints, to train up the saints, to go out into the marketplace, to go out into the nations and win the loss. And the saints say, and the saints say, say this Lord, include me in your master plan for my life, for my family, for our church. For this community, for the Central Coast, even unto the nations, say this, include me. Include me, Lord. I want to be included. Pour me out as a drink offering. Pour me out.